0: You're listening to the Godfather and Gourney podcast on Rivals.com with your host, the Godfather of Recruiting, Mike Farrell. I could be moving from my office to being one of those absolute degenerates that smells like moldy cheese and death. And National Recruiting Analyst, Adam Gourney.
1: Grover isn't around as much, but uh, Oscar the Grouch is still around a lot. El- Elmo has taken a prominent role. I mean, he's like
2: the main character. That's right. Welcome to another edition of the Godfather and Gorney Podcast. My name is Dave Barry and I am joined by the stars of the show, Mike Farrell and Adam Gorney. Guys, there's obviously some changes in the college football coaching world, most notably Bobby Petrino is out at Louisville. So Mike, I'll start with you. I would imagine you're not too surprised by this move.
0: No, the, the team gave up. I mean, when you look at some of the numbers, especially defensively this year, And he had a really good record overall. I mean, 77-35 and overall record at, at his two stints at Louisville. So it wasn't like he was the losing coach. But this season, well, they lose seven straight now. They gave up 54 points to Syracuse. They gave up 66 points to Georgia Tech, 56 to Wake Forest, 77 to Clemson, then the 54 to Syracuse. They just weren't in any football games. And I think it shows how much... Uh, Lamar Jackson helped this football team over the last, what, three seasons prior to leaving for the NFL. He made up for a lot of mistakes. Um, and without him, there's just nobody there to, to make up for those mistakes. They're, they're a very heavily penalized football team. There's no discipline. The, but the players gave up on him. I think that was it. So now it's Jeff Brom or Bust. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to go get him I think that's that's probably as close to a done deal as there possibly is. I know Purdue fans don't want to hear that, but Rahm going back to his alma mater seems like a, pretty much something that just seems like a natural fit.
1: Yeah, the, the team definitely gave up and they were not listening. You could see as they were getting blown out of these games and guys were getting uh, interference penalties, they were dancing and high-fiving and it, it was getting out of control and uh, you know, the way they lost to Syracuse, Syracuse really took their foot off the gas in that game because it could have been 154 to 23 and Clemson could have put a hundred. I mean, Chase Bryce was in that game so early. Um, that could have easily been a hundred things were really getting out of control quickly there. So in terms of, in terms of Brom, I'm not entirely sold on that yet. Uh, it, it, it's all a question of what, what does he want? Um, is is that a is that a move that's going to help his career all that much? I'm not entirely sure. Um, where does Louisville fit in the ACC? Are they can he make them a conference contender? Does does he just want to return home? Is that the biggest thing? I think in that's his the career? biggest thing. Yeah. He he's still a young guy. Uh, he has some people think he has aspirations of coaching in the NFL. Um, if USC opens, do they go after Brom? I mean, they're there are definitely bigger jobs than Louisville um, that could be opened after this season in college and the NFL. So uh, I, I don't know if returning home is and, and returning to Louisville is the dream of Jeff Braum. We'll see. I mean, I would say right now probably Jeff Braum is going to be at Louisville. But I'm not so sure it's a done deal in terms of, uh, you know, where does he take this program in the ACC? He's in the same division as Clemson. Florida State at some point will be better. It's certainly not soon. Um, That's going to be a rebuilding project that we can talk about. And I'm not sure Willie Taggart is rebuilding that program. Um, But, you know, if he wants to return home, the Louisville job is his and he can have it for the rest of his life. Um, It's just a question of what what are are his aspirations as a coach because, you know, Louisville will be a middling team in that conference for a
0: very long time. Is he what? Jim Harbaugh is to Michigan? I mean, he's the type of guy that they hire and they just don't fire. Pat Fitzgerald, that type of guy? Yeah,
1: that's different, though. I mean, Michigan, Harbaugh can build into a national title contender. Uh, Louisville was in the top five with maybe what what is now looking like in Lamar Jackson, one of the greatest college football players of all time. I mean, look at that program with him and then without him. Um, So... You know Pat Fitzgerald is also is a little bit of a different situation, Um, but but yes he is absolutely that same guy. They would hire him and and not fire him um, ever. Uh, I'm just not sure he can make Louisville into a consistently winning program like Pat Fitzgerald has done at Northwestern and Jim Harbaugh obviously has been doing at Michigan. So. It'll be interesting to see what he wants out of his life. Is he happy, just content going home and coaching the football team and and doing that? I'm not entirely sure, so we'll see.
0: Well, the Big Ten West is not exactly murderer zero. Wisconsin's (laughs) been a big disappointment this year. Iowa's fallen apart down the stretch. Nebraska is a team that people think will be on the up, but we'll, we'll see there. I mean, Scott Frost is a good coach, but that's a rebuilding job for sure. Illinois, Minnesota aren't very good football teams. Northwestern has won the division, uh, so Purdue might have a better opportunity to compete than Louisville does. I think it comes down to him wanting to go home and how much love he has for Louisville, and you know, because if you look at that Atlantic ACC conference, you mentioned Clemson, obviously you mentioned Florida State. Those are the two schools that everybody focuses on. But Syracuse is eight and two. They're improved greatly. Boston College, 7-3, and three. they're a tough out. NC State has been kind of disappointing, very up and down. Wake Forest yeah. is Wake Forest, but there's not really a bad football team in that division. So if he does go there, it's going to take a while, I think, for him to, to build what he wants. But from what I'm hearing, the lure of going home is really the biggest thing, um, you know that's what's going to get him to Louisville. They're going to offer him a ton of money. Purdue's going to offer him a ton of money to stay. I don't think it comes down to that. I think the buyout that Louisville will offer will be ridiculous and something that he'll have a hard time passing up. Um, but they are going to come at him full charge. And uh, a lot of people think this could be done in early December. Um, which place would you rather recruit at? For me, it's it's Louisville.
1: Yeah, I think it's Louisville too. And, and just to just as a, as a note, the ACC Atlantic is the only division with four teams in the top seventeen. It's it's there, it's arguably the best division in all of college football this year. Um, uh, if you look at the rankings only, although I'm not entirely sure Syracuse or Boston College would do well in the SEC West or the Big Ten East, but it's it's the it has the top the top ranking in all of college football this year. I think I think I, without question, it's easier to recruit to Louisville. Um, just the in-state kids alone that you can pull there, um, you'll you'll do a, a good job recruiting in that class. It's also interesting to see Kentucky moving up. Uh, Mark Stoops doing a good job there, if if that plays any factor, because in-state recruiting is a little bit more of a challenge. But I think Jeff Brom at Louisville, he has a city that he can recruit. Um, he's done a good job recruiting the state at Purdue, so he would do an even better job recruiting it there. Um, he's following a guy that kind of had, has burned a lot of bridges in his career. He's coming back home. He play, he was, he's from Louisville, played high school football at Louisville. He played at Louisville. He coached uh, at Louisville before. So it, it all makes sense. It's just a question of, does he think he can go to Louisville and make that program relevant nationally? Um, or or would he do that somewhere else? Um, I'm from Northeast Pennsylvania. If a job nor- opened up in Northeast Pennsylvania, I'm not sure the first thing I would do is leave all of my things here and just run back to that. So a lot of people think just because that job opens, he's he's headed back there. Um, I'm not entirely sure that's the case. Um, but, but recruiting to Louisville, I think, is far, far easier, even though it might be a little bit more of a challenge in that division to recruit against those teams.
0: Look at other guys in the hot seat. Clay Helton's gotta go, right?
1: No, no, he does not He's have to gotta go, go. You know, Mike, he, could, he was
0: he could win the, he could still win the Pac-12 division. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious about how bad they are. They're four and four in conference, five and five overall, and they could still win the Pac-12 South.
1: Here's with why a, Clay Hilton. with a
0: potentially a five and seven record or something.
1: Here's why Clay Helton doesn't have to go. He's twenty-one and six in his first two full seasons as the coach at USC. He won the Rose Bowl two years ago. He won the Pac-12 championship last season. So they're having one bad season as a high school senior as their quarterback. Yeah, but they shouldn't They've had have a, lot a of inter- season.
0: Look at the but other teams in the conference. They're awful.
1: It's a, it's There's no doubt it's a bad season. It's a huge disappointment. But to fire a guy who won the conference last year, that is ridiculous. USC fans wanted to hire, fire Clay Helton the day he was hired. The day he was hired, they wanted to fire him. Ever since, they were looking for a reason. In his first full season, he beat Penn State in maybe the best Rose Bowl ever. It with and then he put Sam Darnold in a, the, as a first round pick. Last year, he he won the he won the conference, and then Sam Darnold went to the NFL. Uh, he lost to Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. And then this year, he has a new quarterback, and it's a disappointment. I think Clay Helton was hinting to, about this after the game, and I think it's a good comparison. Three years ago, Notre Dame was 4-8, and eight. The, the worst record than Penn State. And everybody wanted Brian Kelly gone. Everybody was saying he had worn out his welcome in South Bend, that they needed to move on, and now they're in the college football playoff. If if the things don't turn around next season, then start warming it up. But... I mean, to, to, to fire a guy who won his conference last year, who won the Rose Bowl two years ago, that's ridiculous. And Florida, who are you going to go get?
0: Florida did it.
1: And look at where they are. No, they're not bad. They, they got a better great. coach. They didn't even win their division.
0: Yeah, but they got a better coach.
1: They got a better coach. Who are you going to get at USC?
0: USC's a national job. I mean, they just haven't hired well. You could get guys.
1: How are you saying they didn't hire well? They won the Rose Bowl two years ago, and they won the, the Pac-12 last year. Yeah. Pac-12, <laughs> it's one... Pac-12 isn't yeah.
0: exactly... I mean, the Pac-12 was eliminated no. from the playoffs in October.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I'll tell you what. I watched that game. Here, here, here would be my concern. Um, one, Clay Helton was not hired by the current AD, Lynn Swan. Now, why Lynn Swan is the AD there is a discussion, I think, that you can have uh, about that as yourself. Two, Cal, God bless Cal, but they are not a very good football team that beat USC on Saturday night. Three, the attendance at USC, although there are fires basically burning down Southern California, and I'm not making a joke of that, there was 56,000 people at the game in a stadium that holds over 100,000 people. So that's concerning. But, uh, you know, LA fans are, are the biggest fair weather fans in the history of the world. I mean, it is just, it's just bad and things are not going well this season but I, I just don't see how you can fire a guy one bad season after after what he's accomplished and he's 21 and 6 coming into this season and he has a high school senior as a as a as, a, as a, his
0: quarterback they keep saying that though but clemson has a high school senior Freshman. i mean nebraska has a high school senior um, not that nebraska's doing well but i mean these quarterbacks are doing well as freshmen your boy JT Daniels just hasn't stepped up i know he's been hurt but what's well your the offense for that
1: well the, the same explanation that why sam darnold threw so many interceptions there and and was is is the same thing the offensive line recruiting has been horrible there awful the offensive line is terrible at usc and that's why they aren't are not national contenders anymore it's not the skill players i mean if you any team in the country other than clemson would take Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Vons, Valus Jones, Michael Pittman as their, as their four their receivers. Tyler Vons season. has been a
0: disappointment.
1: He, had two, he has not been a disappointment. He has nine oh. touchdown catches, I think, this year.
0: He's been a disappointment. That well, was your superstar five-star, supposed to be transcendent wide receiver, and yet another West Coast wide receiver who sucked. Lina? Well, th-
1: that that remains I don't understand it. I, I, I
0: don't understand why these guys just don't pan out. Uh, again, he's been average. Let's give him average. Yeah, he's uh, been average. He's right. been average. It's he's just been crazy average. that these five-star kids just don't pan out out west. I don't know what it is. I think it's the jinx of Gorny. I, I,
1: I think it's the jinx of when you go to USC, you feel like you've already got it made. You're in L.A. There's so many other things taking your mind away from this um look i i watched the i watched the entire game cal is not a great football team i mean they are just not very good they scored 15 points i think they had like 90 rushing yards and won the game so there are obviously problems now there i think there's probably some infighting on that staff that isn't being discussed t martin got his play calling duties stripped away from him He's the offensive coordinator who doesn't call plays. Well, so. he's, he's going to be gone, right? I mean, they're yeah, going to have he, to make some changes. He, they're the going to nice. have to make some changes. I just I just don't see how you can fire a coach who was 21-6 and six coming into this season and had the, and, and has a new quarterback. And there are definitely problems, believe me. I, I understand all of that. But I just don't see how that happens after this season. you got to fire Larry Fedora, right? Larry Fedora should probably go. Yes.
0: I mean, how bad are they? <laughs>
1: they are just very, very bad.
0: And they were in the and ACC championship two years ago.
1: I know, I know, and and I don't know what's going on there. And I know they've had injuries, but they're just
0: they're one and eight. That
1: that, that might be a team too that uh, has given up a little bit on on Coach Fedora there.
0: I mean, their only win is against Pitt.
1: Which is amazing, right?
0: Well, Pitts look good now, but they didn't look good in the beginning of the season. It I mean has been a surprise for sure. I mean they
1: got blown out by East Carolina.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty ugly. I mean the losses these are not murderers' row here. They lost to Miami forty seven to ten. Miami stinks. They're five yeah. and five. Virginia Tech they lost to. Virginia Tech stinks. Lost to Syracuse. Syracuse is pretty good. Lost to UVA, UVA's average. Georgia Tech, can't figure them out. They lost to them. They lost to Duke, who's okay. Um, luckily for them, they've got Western Carolina coming up, so he'll get his second win, maybe. They had the UCF game canceled, and they're lucky about that because they would have lost, like, 52 to nothing in that one. NC yeah. State's going to croak them. So he's looking at 2-10 and 10. coming off last season. What were they? They were pretty bad last season. Let me check. 3-9. and nine. Yeah, he's got to yeah. go. He's got to go. That's too, yeah. I th- it's too good a job to 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 have that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're in you're in a division that is is pretty much wide open every year. I mean, yeah. You know, Virginia Tech and Miami are the cream of the crop supposedly in that division, but you know we're seeing Pitt is on top with Virginia being their biggest challenger. Georgia Tech's not good. Duke's average. You should be competing for. Conference championships, um, division championships, and going to the conference championships. If you're North Carolina, instead you're one and six in conference, one and eight overall. He's he's got to go. I don't know who they'd hire there. I don't know, you know, the pecking order of guys out there. um, That you know, maybe you try to make a run at a Matt Campbell or somebody like that. But you've got to upgrade that position. I think they're definitely. Going to make a move after this year, especially if they finish two and ten.
1: And I think it's an attractive job Uh, too—a state where you can recruit, a region where you can recruit. Sleeping giant, Um, according. Sleeping giant, sleeping giant. Very much like Texas A&M is a sleeping giant. Uh, North Carolina is a sleeping giant because um, there's a ton of talent in that state. It's a beautiful town, a beautiful campus. Um, I'm sure the basketball school thing is hurting them a little bit in recruiting, um, but, but I don't care. Uh, that That's a school that should be a perennial contender, and it's just
0: not right now. It's a, it's a bad-looking football team. By the way, you mentioned the SEC West, whether Syracuse or Boston College would be able to compete there. The SEC West stinks. It's Alabama and everybody else. I mean, LSU's 8-2. and two. They've had a nice surprising season. Obviously, they couldn't stay on the field. With, with Alabama, but they just beat Arkansas by 7. They don't look very good. A&M stinks. Auburn stinks. Mississippi State stinks. They're all 6-4, and four, very average football teams. All How do you missed. think
1: Syracuse's offensive line would hold up against Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat?
0: That offense is good, though. That Syracuse <laughs> offense is no joke, man. They're one of the top five or six offenses in the entire country.
1: I know, and that's the guy that should really be getting talked about more. Dino Babers, I mean, what he's done at Syracuse is pretty,
0: pretty impressive. Well, he might, and their jump defense isn't bad either. Yeah, I mean, he might yeah. jump on one of these jobs if he gets offered, because getting out of Syracuse would be perfect. You know, you, know, you the go West, from the MAC and you take the Syracuse job because it's a Power Five job, but then you get out of there as quickly as possible.
1: Then, then you get out of there, yeah. Um, only to just leave the town where Jim Bayheim lives because he's an insufferable person to be around. You so. don't
0: like Jim Bayheim? No, not a big fan. But he's a great uh, coach. Great. Well, Jim Calhoun was an insufferable, horrible human being. How about he, him coaching D three coach. ball now? I know it's so stupid. <laughs> you know, yeah, these guys can't just go away. No, I know, <laughs> just go away. He's got like he's had cancer like sixteen times. He's always sick, and he can't just go away. I mean, please, unbelievable. I never liked Jim Calhoun ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not even at Northeastern. I just didn't like him. I know he, I thought he cheated at UConn quite a bit, but that's just
1: me. He, you don't say, Mike. You don't, you don't. You think? <laughs> There's no cheating in college basketball at all, as we've learned. Not at all. Yeah. As the There's only a, f- the FBI federal corruption
0: trials going on. I think Syracuse could stay on the field with. Every team but Alabama and the SEC West, and then when you look at your your vaunted Big Ten East, they stink too. Oh Ohio come State, on, Ohio I... State looks horrible. Ohio Did State. Did you watch didn't... that game? That game yes, set yes. football back like twenty years. It was so bad.
1: Yeah, it's it, it was the the twenty six to six score was not indicative of how that game was being played. Um,
0: Both offenses were just abysmal.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they, and there's like a rhythm to those games, and it, the same thing kind of happened in Kentucky, Tennessee for about two quarters, where the offense just kind of accepts that they're not going to move the ball, so they just run it up the middle with no hope of moving the ball, and that's what was happening in Ohio State, Michigan State. Um, Mike Weber ended up with 100 yards, but Dwayne Haskins has really regressed in the last couple of weeks. I think after... You know, five or six games, he had 30 touchdown passes, and now he has 33. Um, he's not exactly throwing the ball all over the field anymore. Um, we can talk about, you know, there's not much to talk about in terms of games this week, but you think Michigan's going to whip Ohio State. I think I it's do. probably going to be a close game oh, just man. because Ohio State has probably the more talented players uh, still. Um, but, mm. but like um that. I, I don't see Ohio State getting blown out by, by Michigan. I don't think Michigan is capable of blowing out a really, really talented team. I think they can win the game. How's
0: Ohio State um, gonna score?
1: Well, that's, that's the question. I mean, Michigan
0: has um, given up 82 points in yeah. conference in seven games. I know. That's I know. unbelievable. 129 I know. overall in 10 games. They're giving up 12 points a game. Ohio State's offense looks horrible. They can't run the football. I mean, I just don't see the way they're gonna score, and then Michigan's offense, Tariq Black's back. It's not great, but it's enough. That defense of Ohio State does not look good. They looked okay against Michigan State, but I think anybody can look good against Michigan State's offense. That offense is so bad.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's not great, and and it was bitter cold there, and it was just just an awful setting for a football game, and it was. I think they're gonna
0: croak them. I think Michigan's gonna just absolutely
1: crush them. You think Michigan's gonna go into Ohio State and blow them out?
0: Yep, I do. I
1: don't. I don't think so. I think Michigan. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think Michigan could win the game, but I think it's gonna be a close
0: game. But that that division, Ohio State nine and one, but really lots of weaknesses. Michigan State six and four. They've been up and down all season long. Penn State seven and three. They had a good win against Wisconsin, but Wisconsin looks like a really bad football team. Especially, oh, yeah. Jack Cone looks awful. You thought Hornybrook was bad? Whoa, Hornybrook's horrible because he's a lefty, but Jack Cone looked horrible. Remember him yeah. in high school? He was a good-looking prospect.
2: Hey, they just don't develop passers out
0: there at no. all. No, I don't know what. Let's go into Penn
1: State is never an easy win. So you're you to oh man. whatever. Here's the question, Mike. If Ohio State beats Michigan and Ohio State wins the Big Ten, is Ohio State in the college football playoffs?
0: I don't know. It depends on what happens. You know, if Georgia beats Alabama, then I think Ohio State's out. Because Clemson's going to run the table, so they're in. Notre Dame's going to run the table, they're in. Although that Syracuse game is a dangerous one. We'll it is. It is. Um, so then you got two spots left you got the Big 12, which I think Oklahoma's defense is so bad. I think West Virginia's going to win the Big 12, and they'll be left out. Then do you take Georgia and Alabama and leave Ohio State out? If we're talking
1: about the best four football teams, no matter what happens in the SEC championship, you take both Georgia and Alabama. If we're talking about who, who wins the conference, or who won early and who lost late, or whatever criteria they use to justify their decisions because it's always different wins are more important than losses or losses are less important or whatever they say but if we're talking about I, I you know i'm a loser i watch this stuff every game every week if we're talking about the best four football teams you're taking no matter what happens in the sec championship you're taking alabama georgia and then some version of notre dame michigan Oklahoma. No, you're not taking Oklahoma. No, you're not. You're taking Notre Dame, Georgia, Alabama, and I guess you would take... Oh, and Clemson. And Clemson would be there. I'm sorry. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame. You shut it down now. Those are the four best teams.
0: Yeah, but if Georgia loses, they're out. If Alabama loses, they're in. That's the difference. See, I don't know if Alabama's in if they lose.
1: I mean, how can you justify that? How is it possible to justify they're the
0: greatest that? team ever. I know they always know, get the benefit of the doubt. Of course, so does so. Ohio State. Of course, but yeah, absolutely. Oh Ohio State has not there. looked impressive. Alabama just blowing out everybody. If they lose by a field goal to Georgia, how do you leave Alabama out of the college football playoff? I
1: know. I know. I mean,
0: and,
1: and you watch Michigan play a football game right now, and you watch Notre Dame play a football game right now. Who? I I, I would think Michigan is playing better football.
0: Yeah, Michigan would beat them. In Michigan the would beat them,
1: but you can't take them because. That's why I'm not a big fan of scheduling tough teams early, because there's no point in doing it. There's just no reason to do it, because if Michigan scheduled Notre Dame Tech uh, and blew them out, there would be no question that they would be in. Uh, And now Notre Dame beat them, so there's just no reason to do it. There's no reason for high-profile teams to schedule tough competition. I don't
0: know. Clemson does it. And I think it makes them a better football team. Last year they had Auburn early. Um, I think that was a, a a game that tested them and really made them better. This this year they had Texas A M early, almost lost that football game. I think it makes them a better football team. For some reason Clemson can do it, and it helps them. Uh, Michigan, I don't think they're going to be hurt by it. I mean, if they if they run the table, and they're their lone yeah. loss is to. Uh, A number, what, three Notre Dame team? Yeah, they're in. They're in. Um, Yeah. So the Big Ten has to hope, if they want to get a team in the playoff, they have to hope that Michigan runs the table because I think Ohio State could be left out otherwise.
1: I think, I, I think, I think, holy hell would be raised if Michigan runs the table, if Alabama loses a close game in the SEC championship and Michigan is left out. I mean, there would be absolutely zero justification for that and it would just be a complete joke but i
0: think it could happen so back to the hot seat do you get rid of chris ash at ruckers <laughs> seven and 26 overall and they're a joke
1: you mean rob ash as as uh, as jim harbaugh called him did you see that oh no i missed that he, after the after the game he said rob is doing a good job with the program
0: <laughs> how how funny <laughs> is this if they fired him they would owe him 9.8 million dollars isn't
1: that ridiculous, Bobby Petrino? Uh, 14 for, all his, yeah, 14 for all of yeah, for all of his faults, I mean, he basically had to reinvent his career after falling off of a bike with his mistress on it, allegedly, and getting fired from Arkansas. And Louisville signed him with a fourteen million dollar buyout. Now, I mean, why, what a joke! Why is do that? you
0: negotiate these buyouts? I don't understand. Like, do you think Chris Ash would not take the Rutgers job well, if they didn't yeah. have such a high buyout?
1: And to tell me that you can't play pay the players, but uh, you can pay Bobby Petrino, who was sitting up there with a neck brace and, and you know, road burn all over his face after falling off of a motorcycle with his mistress on it, allegedly. $14 million! But, I mean, yeah, Rutgers, I don't know where that program is going. Arthur Sikowski's stats this year are so bad. Um... And that's a school, Mike, that was a, not, let, let's not say a contender, but at least a tough place to go play a football game when Greg Chiano was coaching there. I mean, it was a tough out. <laughs> and now uh, Michigan went there as 40-point favorites.
0: I yeah, believe you're ragging on Sikowski.
1: <laughs> he, and and my Polish heritage should stop me. I should support him. But he's completing 49% of his passes, so 49% for four touchdowns and 16 interceptions.
0: You know what his QBR is? What is it? (laughs) 16.6. It's unbelievable. Out of 132 quarterbacks that are charted by ESPN, he is ranked 131st. I I believe it. In the entire country. His 16.6 compared to, let's just take the best in the country to a 95.8 versus 16.6. <laughs> I mean, that's just unbelievable.
1: I just can't understand how, you know, a kid throws four interceptions in a game and a coach and an offensive coordinator go, all right, we're not going to run those plays anymore. We're going to put him in positions where he's not going to have to make those throws because obviously he can't. Uh,. And they just continue to do it. Four touchdowns and sixteen interceptions. That's just that's very hard to do. That's hard to do.
0: Speaking of this, the biggest surprise in the top ten when it comes to QBR is Brock Purdy, Iowa State freshman.
1: I, I, Iowa State freshman, <laughs> yeah, Number he was four there. in the country. Yeah, that's amazing. They're a tough team. They yeah, they're very tough, and and that's another situation where. Um, if a job opens, Matt Campbell is going to get it. I I don't know if it's going to be after this year, um, just because there might not be that many big time jobs opening. But he's going to be he's going to get a job soon, and it's going to be a pretty big one. And and he's a very very good coach.
0: Well, he better jump soon because you can't keep doing this at Iowa State. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You got to you know while you're hot, you got to get out of Ames.
0: I mean, they're six and three, five and two in conference but they did lose to Iowa. Oklahoma only beat them by 10. TCU beat them, and TCU's not a very good football team. And then they're beating yeah, up on loss. the Baylors and Kansas, as of the world. So it's not like he's destroying everybody. I mean, the win over West Virginia was a good one. Uh, Oklahoma State has no defense whatsoever. Speaking of the Big 12, just the worst defense, again, I don't care about all these fans who defend the defensive play in the Big 12. Watching just some of these Oklahoma, football Oklahoma games. State. I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was horrible. Texas was awful. Texas Texas Tech was awful. I mean, nobody can stop anybody. Nobody's even trying. Joey Galloway made a great point on uh, college football final on Sunday morning or Saturday night or whatever it was. They're just not trying. They they no. they circled some plays and they highlighted some guys. Even a a good player like Kenneth Murray, just not trying to make a tackle, just somebody blocks me. Oh, I'm done. I'm that, not gonna yeah. fight through it. And it's just disgusting. It's not good football. It's it's fun to watch in some ways, but then in, it's but so but disgusting. in some ways
1: it's really bad to watch too. Yeah, you I get mean,
0: disgusted by it.
1: Yeah, you do, and it's just like uh, I was watching Oklahoma Oklahoma State, and it was just like. One team would go up and score, and then the next play would be another touchdown, and then two plays later would be another touchdown. That's not very fun. I mean it's Well,
0: Oklahoma State scored in a fourth and twelve. Yeah. And the guy was wide open. And there were three guys in the end zone covering nobody.
1: Yeah, and I don't yeah. want to hear about the offenses are so innovative. I no, mean No, they're not.
0: All they're running no. are posts and slants and bubble screens and it's And safeties it's are innovative. coming over
1: way late and it's you know, Oklahoma State In the first half, I think, had like two fourth and 12, fourth and 16, got the first down both times. I mean, third and 16, third and 12, got the first down both times. So it's just really, really bad off, uh, really, really bad defenses. And it's really just, you know, you watch one of those games for a little bit and then you're like, all right, let's let's watch a real football game because this is just seven on seven out here.
0: Yeah, it's, wow, it's bad. Uh, another guy on the hot seat is McIntyre at Colorado. Yeah. He started off 5-0. and o, They've lost five straight. I think he s- survives, but it'll be interesting. Of course, he did have that mishandling of a domestic violence complaint against his assistant coach, which didn't help him that much. But if they finish with a losing record, after going 5-0, and o, if they lose seven straight, uh, he's the guy who's also on the hot seat. They would owe him $10 million. $10 million, okay?
1: $10 million for Mike McIntyre. Right. Who was good at San Jose State. Right. Uh, who would have taken uh, the
0: job probably for free.
1: Yeah, losing to Oregon State is an embarrassment of beyond proportion. That is, it's just incomprehensible how you lose that game. Um, and they probably do finish 5-7. and seven. I mean, Utah's a decent enough team. Uh, Cal is a tough out. I would, uh, I would imagine, although that could be a game. Um, he has not had LaVisca Chenault for many weeks, and that has certainly hurt them. Um, scoring seven against Washington State at home is a little bit of an embarrassment. Washington State's a very, very good football team, but seven points at home against a team that takes it up and down the field is not, is not all that impressive. So uh, I just don't know where, they, where else they would go. Bring back Jim Levitt. That would be a good one. Uh, But, uh, yeah, five and seven is not good there. But they have been missing maybe one of the best, you know, not maybe, one of the best wide receivers in in college football in Chenault, who's been a
0: huge surprise. And then two guys who are rumored to be potentially retiring, Bill Snyder. Obviously, he's going to have to retire soon. He's 180 years old. And then uh, (laughs) Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech. There's rumors that he could retire after the season. And then there's the urban retirement rumors, too. So, it might not be that bad an off season when it comes to the uh, the coaching turnstile.
1: Yeah, I think there'll be some jobs opening that we don't see or envision, and then and then you play the dominoes. You know, like if Brom goes to Louisville, then Purdue opens, and Purdue gets somebody, then that job opens, and and all that kind of stuff. Um, Kansas State. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, at, at what point does someone responsible step in and go? okay, Bill, this this has been the greatest thing ever and the stadium is named after you and we will respect you forever. Um, but you've scored 211 points in 10 games. You know, I mean, you're not recruiting. There, I think they're... But the same thing that happened to Paterno at the end of his career, I think, is happening to Snyder in recruiting in the sense that people are recruiting against him, saying, "How is he going to be there for all four of your years? No kid wants to go to a school and thinking that the coach could go at any second and that can happen Um, so I I just don't know where Kansas State goes are we just going to give Bill Snyder five more years because he's been there for 50 years and we're just going to have an average football team for five more years and then we'll move on from there and probably hire Brent Venables or something I I just don't know where this goes you hardly beat Kansas you scored 13 against TCU you got blown out by Oklahoma I I, I just don't know where this goes you know
0: well I think they're rumors of him retiring are pretty strong so i think he could possibly step down so there will be some coaching openings for sure bobby vitrino is the latest we've got an opening at maryland obviously got an opening at kansas so we've got three jobs open right now i think we'll probably end up with six or seven before all is said and done did you watch the clemson boston college game
1: i did i was flipping there was something else interesting oh georgia auburn was at the same time i think and so auburn and bad. notre dame and notre dame Florida state yeah auburn is back oh let's bad. talk let, come on let's quickly talk about auburn did did gus malzahn whisper to himself on camera that they're going to fire me
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't know i'm not a lip reader um, <laughs> they're not going to fire him his buyout is beyond ridiculous. He just got a new contract last year. They're not getting rid of him. Which, that. And that they came out and gave expensive. him the old vote of confidence. I watched most of that of death, game. But. Yeah, yeah, that's usually
1: the kiss of death. I watched that game. Their offense is so predictable. Jarrett Stidham looks like uh, an old man trying to move around out there. Remember when he was athletic and running yeah. and. Yep. And now he can't. He can't move. He he double pumps on almost every throw because he has no confidence throwing the ball. They can't run. They have offensive line issues. It seems. I just you know their defense is 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 still very very good. But when they're on the field constantly, uh, and Georgia's running game is is really good. Um, well, with
0: Swift back now, it's really good.
1: Yeah, Swift and Holyfield. It's a one-two punch. Mike, get it? Do you get that?
0: Ah, that's a boxing throw.
1: The boxing joke Holyfield. Um, but the the, off- the Auburn's offense is just so bad. I I just don't yeah. get I just don't get what's going on. Um, Clemson well, Boston
0: he has got no clock in his head. He panics. Yeah. Their offensive line stinks and they don't have Carry Johnson. Yeah. Carry Johnson was the reason they were any good last year. He did everything for them.
1: I know, but Stidham used to be mobile, he used to be a threat with the ball in his hands, and now it's uh, he's a statue. Yeah, he gets it's
0: frozen. His feet just lock. The yeah. guy cannot face pressure. He just can't. And that's why he's not going to be a good pro quarterback, and that's why he shouldn't have been any sort of five-star or whatever crap we saw from other sites out there as Duco when he didn't even play, and they made him a five-star just because he played a little bit of Baylor. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> he could have been a five-star for sitting out. That would have been the first five-star moving up for sitting out. That would have been a good one.
0: That's that happened. Happened to the other sites. I mean they all made him a five star.
1: Unbelievable. Clemson Clemson BC. Interesting game, I thought. Um, was the were you surprised at the Clemson's inability to score points in that game, Mike?
0: No, the BC defense is pretty good. Um, yeah. the game was over when Brown went out. That was it. Yeah. When the quarterback yeah. got hurt, that was the end of the football game because without him. Play action doesn't exist. The backup right. quarterback is just a runner. He can't pass. So when he got hurt, I knew the game was over. They got lucky to get a return on the punt. Um, I knew they'd, yeah. they'd be able to keep Clemson in check because their defense is very good. Um, they're physical as all heck. Zach Allen is a beast. Uh, yes, you know, he I was, is. I was down on him a little bit earlier in the season, but he is just hard to handle. He's a 285-pound defensive end that's possibly going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. And he's as good as any of those guys on the Clemson front four. And that front four is amazing.
1: Nine what? yards for BC. 0.3 yards per carry. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. Nah, no,
0: it's, it's just nothing you can do. I mean, yeah. that, that, that front four is just nasty. And especially when they could put an extra guy in the box because they know you're not going to pass the ball because you've got no quarterback. Um, right it was just they were lucky to keep it to 27 to 7 but BC's a tough physical football team I didn't expect them to come close to winning um, but it wasn't surprising to me that that they held Clemson to 27 points um, Trevor Lawrence looked good as always first time he's played above the state of Virginia, Virginia. Huh? Um, the cold didn't bother him as you know we expected it wouldn't I mean who can't throw a, a Uh, football in the cold it's it's the rain that gets some guys but it's not the cold so he's impressive I mean they're just an impressive football team and uh I think in the right circumstances they can certainly give Alabama a game I put their odds at four to one and the Clemson fans went nuts because Clemson fans think that they're going to beat Alabama and (laughs) I'm an idiot and all this other stuff Uh, but I put Michigan at five to one because of that defense so yeah I think those are the two teams that could really give because people say Oklahoma. That's a joke. That Oklahoma defense is so bad. No. Oh, my God. They're so bad. I mean, no way. Alabama no way. would tear them apart. And oh, my God. Alabama's defense is so good. See, our boy Dylan Moses is their leading tackler. Yeah. He's Third the leading man. tackler is Quinn Williams, who's a guy who is moving up in the draft like crazy. Yeah. Potential top 10 pick. He is so good. And that just speaks to their, to their development. I mean, this is a kid that's sort of come out of nowhere, and it's turned into one of the best defensive linemen in the country. So um, I think Clemson and Michigan could give Alabama a game. Um, Clemson's a dominant, dominant football team. They went on the road in the cold environment, college game day there against a tough team that was 7-2 and two coming in, and they handled business. So... I'm impressed with Clemson. I still don't think they can beat Alabama, but I think they can give them a game.
1: The craziest thing about Alabama that I think I've seen this season is that after winning two games, <clears throat> beating two opponents by a margin of 53-0, to zero, everyone's like, well, not so sure about Alabama now. That offense, they're, they're not scoring points. They They blanked LSU and against Mississippi State, who I was kind of calling that game as – tougher of the two games. Uh, there was so well, much hype really about really like
0: the defense.
1: I love Mississippi State's defense. I thought that, I, I, think Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons are maybe two, the two best defensive linemen, if not in the SEC, in the country. Montez Sweat is so good off the edge. I think he's going to be one of those hybrid guys in the NFL that is phenomenal. I think Jeffrey Simmons, other than his past, which is, I think, going to come into play as the NFL looks at him, Uh is just phenomenal, and even Gary Danielson, who is an insufferable Alabama homer, when you watch a game. I mean, it is just hard. Anything that Alabama does well is Nick Saban's got him dialed in today. This and that, and then Mississippi State does something well, and it's like, oh, Alabama missed the block. Even <laughs> he even, you see he how many even... calls that Alabama got. Oh my God! I know. I, I, it, it, it is. It is. It is bad, and. Uh, the the theory of keeping Mississippi State in the top twenty five is that you know even if Alabama loses in the in the SEC final that that's a top twenty five win for them so um, there's no doubt Alabama's getting in I, I've I've reconciled with myself that even if Alabama wins the SEC it loses the SEC championship game they're in I, I don't care I, they're going to put them in they're going to find a way to justify it um, but yeah Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons are so so very good. But yes, the call, the block in the back, the phantom block in the back was a horrible call. The guy didn't even touch him. Um, so, so that game could have been seventeen-seven or whatever. But I don't think Mississippi State was pulling any kind of upset there. Uh, their offense is just not good. But you know, everybody's you know they beat Alab. They in the last two games they've they've outscored opponents fifty-three to nothing, and people are like, I don't know, Alabama could be beaten now. <laughs> it's just a joke how good this team is.
0: So let's see. What else have we missed? Notre Dame? Did you watch it?
1: But yeah, I was I was flipping because there were so many good games at night. Um, once they started blowing Florida State out, um, I stopped watching. But very impressive uniforms. I I like the green, and then uh, just a very impressive performance. I mean, Wimbush comes in. You're okay. Here here's how college football has changed so quickly in terms of Florida State. Notre Dame has to use their backup quarterback, who came into the game with one touchdown pass and four interceptions, should have no confidence against your defense, and he comes in and blows you out. So, I mean, Florida State is a complete disaster and a mess, and Notre Dame is a pretty good football team.
0: Why do you think Brian Kelly wants a quarterback controversy? (laughs)
1: Uh, You know... Brian Kelly is one of those guys that he tries to make a joke after the game, but he's just not a funny guy. But he thinks he is, and those are the ki- the worst kind of funny guys. You know what I mean? Someone who who internally thinks he's funny and can make a joke, but he really can't. Um, so people think there's a quarterback controversy, he, he, and then he name, and then on Sunday he names Ian Book his starter. So uh, I think this. I think you're right, Mike. I think this Notre Dame Syracuse game is not being discussed enough as a potential Notre Dame killer. Uh, this is a team that can score and Syracuse's defense is underrated as stupid as that sounds because no, they got a good you, pass rush, really good rush. Yeah. Pass yeah, I, I think this could be an interesting game where Syracuse is going to score points and it's going to put pressure on Notre Dame to 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 come back and score with them. And in those kind of games, you know, kind of a 38-35, 38-31,
0: 41-31, either side could be on top. Tennessee beats Kentucky. Are they turning the tables? Are they starting to get a little momentum on the recruiting side of things? They're trying to get all the Grayson guys together. Uh, they're a threat for Owen Capo. They're a threat for uh, quite a few guys actually in-state potential flips. Uh, they've got a lot of recruiting momentum. Yeah. And now they beat Kentucky. Um, I don't know where they go from here. You know, I mean, do they make a bowl in the first game? I I did not expect them to make a bowl game, but they're 5-5 five and five right now. They've got Missouri and Vanderbilt. Those are two potentially winnable games. Winnable after, games, yeah. Um, they win one of them, they're in a bowl game, and Jeremy Pruitt is on his way.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, the way Jeremy Pruitt coaches a football team on the sidelines, I'm not a big fan of. All he does is stand there and yell and scream and hit things, and that's just tiring after a while of watching it. Um, but I mean, he's got his team playing playing at least decently. That of course, offense. These is are the wins, ready?
0: Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastern Tennessee, UTEP, <laughs> Auburn, Charlotte, Kentucky. I mean, they could make a bowl game by beating Eastern Tennessee, UTEP, Auburn, Charlotte, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt.
1: And Vanderbilt, and that's yeah. I, but look at the losses. I mean, West Virginia is a very very good football team. If you ask they got me, destroyed. Destroyed by Florida. Yep. At Georgia's, Destroyed obviously Georgia. going to be tough.
0: Alabama. Destroyed by Alabama.
1: Three point loss at South Carolina. That was tough. That was tough. But scoring fourteen points against Charlotte was a complete embarrassment. Um, that that was a pitiful performance. Um, but the, I thought they played impressively on Saturday. They, you know, the, the Kentucky offense wasn't going to do much, but Tennessee moved the ball. They were very aggressive um you know garantano one of his touchdown passes was at the at the end of the half it was a it was a hail mary that that got caught um you know but held benny snell in check even though everybody loves to talk about how this kid runs so angrily i mean oh my god a big deal he's been basically shut out two games in a row you don't like benny Um, snell I do not like Benny Snell. After his comments the other week, and we're not going to address that... No, we should address
0: it. I mean, he made the comments.
1: Yes, he did. He said it was what? Like slavery? Yes, he said that the the camp process and the star ranking system is like the slave process. I
0: have never heard anything more stupid in my entire life.
1: It is is certainly questionable. um, And... I, I really do think that the that NFL teams are going to look at his comments. Not only that, not only those comments, but just the way he has to feel like he's got to prove himself every time. And then he goes out and, you know, Georgia shuts him down basically until late. Tennessee shuts him down. 20 carries, 81 yards, big deal. You know, I mean, I, I just don't get it. So, um, you know, in terms of Tennessee, I'm tired of Benny Snell's act. You know, he's, So he runs angrily and he throws the ball when he's mad. Big deal. You know, Go out and produce something, and then I'll be impressed by you. Um, so it,
0: which of these teams in the SEC East is going to take the biggest step next year to compete okay. against Georgia? All right. Florida. You're already answering Florida?
1: Yes, because Dan Mullen is a very, very good coach.
0: Florida team Who else? still can't get out of their way? I mean you've got Tennessee, yeah. you've got Missouri, although Missouri's losing Drew Locke, that's gonna hurt. Kentucky, can they take it to the next step next year? I mean, mm, I don't know. No. <laughs> Probably not. We <laughs> I mean, know Vanderbilt won't. South Carolina, man, they're hard to figure out. They absolutely blew that game against Florida. Just absolutely blew it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, they were up uh
0: they were up huge. Thirty one fourteen, they're... they were up fourteen to nothing. Florida yeah. every time I tweet that somebody stinks they make an amazing they, comeback. Two weeks ago, good. I said yeah. how bad Auburn was, and they make an amazing comeback thanks to Jimbo Fisher and his horrible coaching ability, and they win the football game. Then I tweet how Florida stinks, and boom, they rattle off three straight touchdowns and win the football game. It, it's pretty amazing that teams can just look so poor and then bad coaching just allows them back into football games. Did you see Felipe Franks shush the crowd that was booing him?
1: Shush, shush the crowd. I mean, something's going on at Florida that's very weird. The, the attendance is way down. This is Dan Mullen's first year, so you thought you would be embracing his return to Gainesville. They're 7-3. and three. It's not exactly like they're a horrible football team. It's not like they're imploding on themselves. Um, They have a a quarterback issue. Dan Mullen is dealing with a situation coming into which could be one of the worst in all of college football in terms of Jim McElwain leaving him absolutely nothing um, in terms of a strength and conditioning program where guys were going to their own trainers and gyms to work out because things were so bad. So in terms of changing a culture and a mentality uh, that was there, I think was one of the worst situations in all of college football, um, and and people aren't showing up to the games. I saw a picture 10 minutes before kickoff against South Carolina. The entire East stands were almost empty. I mean, it was really, really bad. Now, that Missouri loss didn't help. Uh, the way they played in that game didn't help. What was happening in that game was not good. Losing at home to Missouri by 21 um, but but still, it was not not a good situation. And then booing Felipe Franks is not a good situation. But Dan Mullen is a very very skilled coach. He had Mississippi State. Mississippi State was number one in the country when he was there. So if they if he can do that there, I think Florida is going to be a contender. Mike, are you falling
2: hey. down the stairs or something? <laughs> we, we don't want to we don't want to interrupt you moving in furniture, Mike.
0: That's my dog. My dog is <laughs> chewing on a chew toy below my feet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It just won't stop. Stop it. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, no, I'm not falling down the stairs. No. I'm it's my
1: freaking dog. Um so yes, Florida, I think I th- <laughs> as the years go by, but can we reconcile with ourselves and can South Carolina fans reconcile that Will Muschamp is just an average coach? Uh, he was 28 and 21 at Florida. He was 17 and 15 in the SEC there in 3 seasons. I'm not saying a bad coach, I'm just saying an average coach. He's 20 and 15 in his third year at South Carolina, 12 and 12 in the SEC there. So, at what point does this guy uh, you know, start becoming know. the elite coach that another, people want?
0: They'll go to another crap bowl game. They're 5 yeah. and 4, uh, they'll beat Chattanooga, so that'll be 6 and 4, they'll be bowl eligible. Clemson will destroy them, so they'll be 6 and 5. Then they got Akron and they'll be 7 and 5 and Go to another crap bowl game. So
1: I'm not saying bad coach. I'm just saying, just don't expect ten and two. I don't think anybody does. Really. At South Carolina, I don't know. They had Spurrier getting them there.
0: Yeah, for a little while, but that yeah. ended pretty quickly. So yeah. yeah, so Florida's the team making the move in the SEC. East. I think so. And the team in the SEC West making the move for next year is
1: making the move. Hold on, let me get to let me let me look at the teams and. Are you going to say in and It's
0: got to be. I mean, they have to get better. Well,
1: they can't get much worse.
0: They're just 6-4. and four. Their quarterback play is bad. Kellen Mond was a bad five-star ranking. I don't know who pushed for that, but whoever was <laughs> an idiot. Um, but you can't count on LSU, right? I mean, they haven't developed a quarterback in forever, and they're going to have to go to Miles Brennan next year?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I don't think it's Auburn. Uh, I don't think it's no. Mississippi State. I don't think it's Ole Miss. I don't think it's Arkansas. So.
0: No, certainly not Arkansas.
1: I mean, you talk about quarterback play in the SEC. Wow. I mean, these defenses are very good, okay? and Okay, Jake Fromm and Justin Fields, very good. Florida, terrible. Kentucky, awful. hmm Jake Bentley has not been very good this nope. year. No, uh, Drew in guarantee- town. Garantano has not been very good. Kyle shermer has been very good, actually. So mm-hmm. I uh, give very Vanderbilt credit. Very good for a four and six
0: football. Game.
1: For a four and six team, Tua, best player ever in the history of the world. Uh, Joe no, Burrow. Trevor
0: Lawrence is the best player. Really
1: <laughs>
0: Joe, Joe Burrow bad. Mad. Kellen Mond bad. bad. Jared bad. Stidham just, just very bad. bad. Nick, Nick Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald if he can't isn't run. Even a quarterback, he's just a no.
1: runner. Yeah. Uh, Tama. Jordan Tamo at he's been good. He's been good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, story tie story at, at uh, Arkansas bat so they're not
0: not a great uh, conference typical. there for, that's for typical of the SEC
1: though right yeah yeah it's weird it's, it's, it's like the NFL almost yeah, yeah yeah it's like the NFL
0: that's why the games are interesting and they're low scoring and they don't put up huge numbers but I don't know man
1: it's also because the defenses I mean that Mississippi State front Alabama front uh, Florida front Georgia front they're all very very good.
0: ACC's got some nice defenses, too.
1: Here, here we go with the Northeast bias.
0: I'm telling you. Clemson front.
1: I honestly think all four of those guys are legitimate first-round players. I think they, they'll, they could,
0: they'll probably all go in the first round. I mean, obviously Dexter Lawrence and Flelland Farrell are going to go, and, and so is uh, Wilkins. Watkins.
1: Uh, Wilkins, and then yeah. Bryant, Bryant. Bryant's Boston the guy Bryant. who
0: may fall to the second round, but we'll see. But,
1: and, and he'll be a steal. He'll be the steal of the draft. He is very, very good, too. But Syracuse's front is good. Boston College is good. You know who's uh, going to be better Burns. than all
0: of them, though? Xavier Thomas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks oh, yeah. amazing. He's, he does. He does look I amazing. I mean, he is going to be an absolute freak. He's so fast. Yeah. What do we have Mike? like, Ranked third in the country or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think so. And powerful, too. The kid, he's just built like a
0: big block, and he's fast and powerful. Yeah, and people it. used to compare him to Clowney. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. He's not long in lean. He's not long. Yeah. He's not He's not going to run plays down like that. He's not. He doesn't have the snap anticipation of Clowney, but he's stronger. Uh, he's better off contact than Clowney. He's going to be an yeah. absolute beast. But oh, there's, yeah. some, there's some pretty good defenses in the uh, – well, maybe there aren't. Right, Miami is
1: Miami's defense is very good Virginia Tech what's happening there I don't know what is going Bud on Foster's taking a Tech. hit
0: because they they just giving up points like crazy yeah I mean 52 points to Pitt 31 to, Pitt. to Boston College who can't score 49 to Georgia Tech I yeah mean, my goodness it's bad yeah 45 yeah, to Notre bad. Dame it's bad 49 i mean uh, 35 i'm sorry to old dominion no wait they lost that's right they lost, they they lost 45 old dominion. 49 points
1: yeah oh yeah i Ad, you, understand you don't just walk into old
2: dominion and get a win mike come on
0: well it's been almost an hour i want to know what's up with dave barry and his perfect life
2: we're getting ready for the early signing period that's exciting no,
0: that's exciting that's not exciting
2: oh dave point point of order here uh my wife
1: listens to the podcast while she walks during the week, and I don't know why, but she does. And uh, she does not like the Sesame Street opening. She thinks it needs to change. Oh, okay. I'll get on that. Yep. That'll happen.
0: I haven't even heard the Sesame Street opening. What the hell are you talking about?
1: I talked about Grover and Cookie Monster, and oh, Elmo. you do.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll yours? find something else for morning. Yeah. What, what do I? What am I talking about? Mike, uh. In, Something
1: miserable. Yeah, just how you're miserable or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mike, any shout-outs on Veterans Day here? And it's Veterans Day, not Veterans Day. Please. We shouldn't be
0: working is what I'm saying. I agree. It is I have t- like it six articles to do, and then it's freaking Veterans Day. I'm not a veteran, but I should fully take advantage of the day off. Yeah, we should We should definitely sit back and
1: not work. Reflect. Reflect. Just crap. I'm going on strike. No, no shout-outs, Mike? Come on. No family members served? Uh, my father was in World War II. Yeah, Mike, Okinawa. my father. Okinawa. Oh, the Pacific Theater? Come yeah. on. We're talking We're talking storming oh. the beach at Normandy. Joe no, no, Sklodgen, no, no, baby. No no
0: no, 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 The Pacific Theater <laughs> was much tougher. Oh, please. Oh, my God. You That's think what these, they all say. You think these terrorists these days are, like, tough? <laughs> with beheading people? Those Japanese yeah. back then? No, yeah. Oh, my God. The things they did to the to the veterans, it was just unbelievably horrible. He saw stuff that you just can't recover from, which is why he was such a horrible father. <laughs> which is why I'm so messed up. Dang. That explains so much. But he was a veteran, so hats off to your dad. He's dead. So yeah. We can talk yeah. bad about him. He's dead. He's not going to yell at me. Not He's
1: not gonna yell anymore. That's
2: <laughs> no. That's something I want to. I want to do a deep dive next uh, episode oh, into God. Mike's childhood. See, I think oh. that's
1: what we should really do. I mean, that's where we get the listenership when we talk about our personal lives. My
0: childhood was such a nightmare. You have no idea. Arm,
2: armchair therapy sessions here.
0: You have no idea the trauma I, I suffered. You know how Woody always complains about his problems? Yeah, those are a joke. Absolute joke! I'm like, stop your crying, stop your whining. Step in my. I right, save it,
2: save it. I, I really, I really want to get into this in another episode. So save it. Well, it's okay. going to be a very maybe, sad maybe.
0: episode of the Godfather and Gorney podcast. I'll tell you that much. Because people will maybe, maybe they'll stop calling me a, a pedophile on the message boards or something if I share I my doubt story. It. No, they
2: won't. Well, next next week it's it's Thanksgiving week. We can we can reflect on uh, and be thankful for, or maybe not so thankful for your childhood.
0: I'm thankful for booze. <laughs> and
2: and there's your opening quote for next episode. <laughs> Perfect.
0: All right, let's get done with this garbage.
2: All right. Let me remind everybody of our Twitter handles. That's at Rivals Mike, at Adam Gorney, and at Real Dave Barry. We will see everybody again next week.